You're listening to Tony Mark with The Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of The Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. Today we have two very special guests, Dr. Vanessa Nobrega and Dr. Mark Ellison. Uh, it, uh, I'm excited to have them in the studio today because of the work uh, that uh, they do. It's uh, Dr. Vanessa is a chiropractor, but uh, also specializes in active release therapy, exercise rehabilitation, sports-specific movement, and she's a foundation training instructor. Dr. Mark Ellison is a doctor of naturopathic medicine, acupuncture, biopuncture, which is a quite an interesting topic uh, that I'd like to go through and, and, and delve into more. Uh, he's also uh, a sports medicine specialist. So we, um, we have a lot to talk about today in the art of wellness, and I'd like to welcome the two of them. Dr. Vanessa, Dr. Mark. Thank you. Hi, thank you. Uh, there are so many things that I'd like to discuss with you guys today. And um, uh, tell me a little bit about what you do, Dr. Vanessa, starting with you. Ooh, so what I do, I do many things. Um, first and foremost, if someone comes into the clinic, uh, I'm trained in orthopedic assessment. So I take someone through orthopedic tests, watch them move, watch functional movements. And then from there, it goes I go into a treatment plan. Um, I see everything from back pain to neck pain to foot pain. To knee pain, you name you name the pain. I've probably seen the pain. Um, as a chiropractor, I deal with musculoskeletal injuries, um, and if pain comes in that does not fall into that category, we refer out to a medical doctor, a neurologist, you name it, depending on depending on the case. Excellent, and Doctor Mark. Yeah, well, I I try to start at the root of what the person's coming in to see. So uh, usually my appointments are a bit longer. Because uh, I have to get a lot of information. So typically a person's health history, their family's health history, and then we go into the specific concern of why they're coming in. And then treatment based on all those factors will be um, dictated by that. So and the treatments I use um, generally are focused and geared towards getting that root cause under control. And then the symptoms seem to dissipate when we do that. So I use a variety of things. Uh, as you mentioned, acupuncture is a big one. Uh, botanical medicine, um, biopuncture in certain cases. Uh, I'll use clinical nutrition. And in certain cases, I, I will refer out for people for if they need pharmaceutical treatment or surgery. It just depends on the case. So, uh, And if it's helping us get to where they need to go. We, um, I was very interested in having you guys on because uh, I, I know of the work you, you do. Um, by the way, folks, we, we, um, Dr. Mark and Dr. Vanessa, we, uh, we work together. So their, their work, I'm well aware of, um, of the good work they do. And we get, uh, feedback from, from clients and patients all the time about that, uh, about the two. It, um, it, the association with, with naturopathic medicine and, and, and seeing a, a medical doctor or a nutritionist and, and so on, how do you uh, know how to, to guide someone in the right direction and how do we guide people to you and what you do? Um, well, that's a great point. Um, a lot of what I explain to people when they first come see me, if they've never been to a naturopathic doctor, they don't really have a good understanding of what it is I do. And the Cliff Notes version I tell them is that basically naturopathic doctors are the family doctors of natural health is the simplest way of understanding it. And then people can kind of wrap their head around that. Uh, but within that, we can kind of encompass everything. And the reason for that and the reason why it's kind of general and broad 
is because people are. You know, we have many, everything functions together, and that's kind of how I've been trained to look at things holistically uh, and not go, you know, where a medical doctor might have a specialty in gastroenterology or neurology. We look at all factors uh, combined and then try to get into what is actually the problem with the person and treat from there. But you need to have a whole picture view of what's going on to really understand it. So you do have a close relation with uh, the medical establishment. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're feeding, they're sending you people and you're also sending them people based on, on your assessment. Oh, absolutely. And that's, that's also, you know, being a generalist is that there are sometimes you come across some very specific concerns that are better treated by a specialist in certain cases. And uh, working together with that, you can get amazing results, you know, because once, you know, because specialists are trained, uh, you know, for however many years to look at a specific concern. So they have a very generally very good understanding of the pathology and how to treat that. And then what I can do on the flip side is help accelerate the healing process within a person and and create factors around them that will uh, just make everything work better. Okay. The the holistic uh, approach that you spoke about is, is such a, of such interest to me because it's not just, um, you know, talking about writing a, a prescription for, for pills and, and so on. It's a, it's a number of different things. You're looking at the whole picture, right. at someone's whole, whole health. Yeah. And um, I find, you know, that when at the end of it all, someone gets a, a much more... Um, uh, a compact or, 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 for lack of a better word, a much more concentrated uh, effort in towards helping them. So that approach I've always uh, loved uh, mm-hmm. about uh, the holistic approach to, to things. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's generally what I try to do uh, is that, you know, you mentioned that, you know, if you're going into a walk-in clinic, say, to treat a whatever, if you need antibiotics or something or whatever, it's, you know, you're kind of in and out in five minutes uh, of seeing the actual physician at that time and that's the way that system's set up i'm not criticizing it's just the way it is and then with my approach it's quite different is that yes there are certain acute things that we need to address you know if as they come up but the more important thing is to really focus in and i use the word root cause a lot um to get at what is the underlying foundational issue with the person and why you know for many reasons are they coming to see me are they not reaching their goals and then treat from there um yeah Okay. And Dr. Vanessa, when you start, uh, uh, when you meet someone for the first time, how do you go about making that assessment? And because in, in the, the, the chiropractic, uh, what I've found is that in the world of, of, of chiropractic work, going back, you know, 10, 15 years, people didn't know what to make of it. Now it's completely accepted and it's part of what we do and, and how to, to make sure that someone is functioning properly, um, you know, even saying functioning holistically. It's not just about medicine, it's, 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 it's doing that assessment and, and making correcting things that, that are, are not aligned. How do you go about making that assessment? Well, any assessment will depend on the person. So if someone comes in with, say, a back pain, I'm going to be looking at how they move, how they function, what they do in their daily life. So if they're sitting all day, if they're standing, if they're on their feet, et cetera, et cetera. And from there, we have a general health picture of what this person is encountering day to day on their body. And then from there, we assess. So we do orthopedic tests to rule out different conditions. And then we put it all together. I should say we actually make someone move as well. So I want to see them walk. I want to see them walk on their heels. I want to see them walk on their toes. I want to see them sit how they usually sit at the office. 
or sand, how they do if they're, say, a bank teller, et cetera. And then from there, um, we form a treatment plan and say, okay, you have back pain, but it is a muscular pain. And this is a muscular pain, pain because maybe your glutes aren't firing. So we may treat away from the area of chief complaint, but in order to treat that area of chief complaint um, in treating the part away from it, then we can actually see benefits. So it, it completely depends on the case. Um, but I would say the overall simple way to put it is we watch someone move and how they interact with their body in a day-to-day world. And then from there, um, we go ahead and treat. And, and to me, that's the, the most important point. It's not usually when you're feeling pain, uh, you think, oh my God, okay, my arm is hurting me but you don't know where it's stemming from. Exactly. Your job is to find out where the, the origin of that, uh, of that pain yeah. and treat the origin as opposed to just the symptom or just that area, Absolutely. that specific area. You can treat an area and someone can think that you're you know, the greatest manual therapist in the world for about a day. Mm-hmm. And then that next morning they're going to wake up and if you haven't treated the root cause and why that pain is actually there, they're going to just be in your office forever. Which is nice because you get to develop relationships with people, but... At the end of the day, someone's coming in to feel better. So you really have to address that root cause uh, to get patients feeling better. And if you do, then that patient is happy. That patient's referring people to you. They're talking about you. And they will come back when they have other pain. But if something takes way too long to to get better because you're not treating the root cause, then it gets frustrating for the patient and equally uh, for the healthcare provider. And when you make... um you know, so you, you're now treating the, the origin of the, the, the pain, the root cause, as you say. Is there a specific, someone comes in with a rotator cuff injury, for sure. instance. Do you, do they always ask for a time frame or do you give them a time frame for, for, for that? Usually, so an initial appointment's usually an hour with me. We do an assessment, which is between half an hour and 45 minutes. And then we take the extra time there to put in the treatment just so that they can see where we're going to be going with the process. It will depend on the case because if you came in with a rotator problem and Dr. Uh, Mark came in with a rotator cuff problem, although the symptoms are in the same area, there could be different things happening with you versus Mark that I would have to address. So maybe some people have oblique weakness along with a rotator cuff problem. Maybe they don't. So it really depends on the case. Okay. And uh, in terms of time, I would set the time. So I'd say next time when you come in because we have to deal with a couple of things here, let's see you for 45 minutes versus half an hour. Appointments are usually uh, not shorter than half an hour because in terms of dealing with the root cause and getting people moving functionally, we have to address quite a few things. Okay. And Dr. Mark, the the world of naturopathic medicine has exploded in the last few years. Mm. People are looking at at their options and and looking from both the the typical medical establishment Mm. to the new world, which is kind of the Mm. old world of, you know, how things were done way back when. But now that there's a science behind naturopathic medicine, do you find that more people are inquiring about it? And how do you go about making suggestions? Yeah, I find that people, you know, even when I just started my educational process with it, that they were curious, you know, and that would lead to a conversation in many cases. And what's, I think, died down with it is that there's not this initial kind of, I would call it ignorance, but uh, this kind of idea that, oh, no, that's just quackery. It just doesn't work. And that now people are actually like, oh, no, they have enough friends or enough people have been treated by it and successfully by it that they're like, okay, this is kind of interesting. 
And in many cases, it, it just spurs a conversation and with me. And that's generally how, uh, you know, when I'm addressing a new client or someone that I'm, you know, just meeting for the first time, I, that's exactly how I structure it. it is to be a conversation so that they can ask me questions and start to learn and say, oh, okay, I didn't realize that this, and that happens all the time that people just, they either have a narrow view of it or in many cases, a wrong view of it, but most of that's anecdotal. They just heard it from a wrong source. So when they actually come and meet me, they start to realize, oh, this actually fits into my life perfectly because it's specific to my needs. And that's what I think really makes naturopathic medicine uh, work is that it's not a generalized approach. It, it may seem like a generalized process, but it's very specific in nature. And I, I think at its best, that's that's what it's geared towards. Okay. And uh, Dr. Vanessa, when, when you, um, you're finally, someone is in your office, they, they've started treatment and so on. Do you find that they, the, the movement that you're looking at and, and, and what you're trying to solve with the, your treatment, do they, do you see it like a jump in, in how they function or, or like a spring forward in, in how they function because they understand now what you're trying to do mm-hmm. with them? Absolutely. I think it's a great point. I think along with what we do as doctors, education is such a fundamental part uh, to share with a patient. So if this patient comes in with, for example, back pain, but their back pain is present because they actually don't hinge at the hips. And if you don't hinge at the hips, then your psoas usually will be tight and your glutes won't fire properly. So in releasing the psoas and getting those glutes firing, when they can feel and see, for example, in a mirror, that they can hinge at the hips, which is something that when they came in yesterday, they weren't able to do, a light bulb turns on. And seeing that light bulb turns on, turn on is a fantastic feeling for a practitioner. Um, and also for the patient, because they're like, oh, that's what hinging at the hips means, which is something that, you know, for 35 years, 40 years of their lives, they have not been doing that properly, which is, you know, for sure the reason that they're having back pain. But um, yeah, the education process and the light bulb turning on, that those those two are fundamental and they're, they're definitely linked. It, it, the, the approach of um, education at, at, at Balance Fitness, we, we always say, you know, we have the, the four pillars, health, strength, knowledge, joy. And education that you, you what you just mentioned is, um, is, so, is such an important part of it because no matter what we do, once we do understand what we're doing, then all of a sudden, then it becomes relevant. Mm-hmm. It, it becomes mm-hmm. something, okay, now I know, and that's the reason why, as opposed to I heard of, mm-hmm. and um, they, they really don't know. So your, the approach, and this is why I love you guys, because you've both taken this approach in, in healthcare, mm-hmm. which is about educating people first, as opposed to just writing a prescription. Mm-hmm. So anyways, I'd like to um, take a break and come back and get more uh, Dr. Mark's uh, more information about bio puncture because it's something that uh, I recently um, uh, learned about and I find it very interesting. So we'll be back in a couple of minutes uh, with Dr. Mark Ellison and Dr. Vanessa Nobrega on the Art of Wellness on peachradio.com. You're listening to Peach Radio, streaming from the Peach Gallery in Toronto. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. Today's special guest is Dr. Vanessa Nobrega and Dr. Mark Allison. 
Dr. Ellison, I wanted to find out more about uh, your biopuncture technique that you're using with uh, people. Mm-hmm. It, um, it's such an interesting uh, way of doing, um, doing things. Can you explain what that is and how it, it's helping people with, uh, uh, in their daily lives? Absolutely. Um, so basically with biopuncture, what I'm doing is uh, injecting natural substances, and that, I say naturals, that it can range. So uh, the easiest example I give is a common product. Uh, it's called Tramiel, which is geared towards helping tissue heal and reduce inflammation. Uh, I inject those directly, whether it's a muscle or into a joint area, and with the goal and idea to help the body accelerate the healing process. Because so- certain times our circulation isn't the greatest at getting into certain areas. And the beauty with this is that you get right to the tissue level, and that's the really uh, strong effect of it. And so you, in many cases I see is that pain is immediately reduced, and it, it's very, very effective in that regard. Uh, but I, I use it for mostly, in, in certain cases, a lot of acute pain, but also a lot of chronic issues like osteoarthritis. And I've had people come in with knee issues, hip issues, in certain cases, some of the joints in their feet. Uh, and then we do the protocol and um, we usually leave about a four to six week window, especially if it's more of a chronic issue. And uh, we do the treatments from there. And then um, the goal is complete amelioration. So we don't want any symptoms to return. And oftentimes that is the case, unless there's something, you know, going into what Vanessa does, um, mechanical that they're just doing wrong, then it will, obviously they're going to repeat the issue. But Generally, I do find that it's very effective uh, in that way. Okay. And, uh, you know, just just kind of uh, that was a good segue into, you know, doing something wrong. If you're repeating the, 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 the same movement and it's something that's incorrect, you will end up injuring yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, Dr. Vanessa, you, you're teaching a, um, a movement called foundation training. What is foundation training and how can people benefit from that? Great question. So foundation training is a type of training that was developed by a chiropractor named Dr. Eric Goodman uh, out of California. He, I believe he was a football player and his back, if you ever see his, his MRI imaging, it's crazy. He's got disc herniations all over the place. And at the time that he started moving differently, um, he was experiencing a lot of pain. So he said, you know what, there must be something behind this. I'm in, I'm in school for chiropractic medicine. I'm not just going to go to surgery. Let's see if I can move differently and, and feel better. And so he started hinging at the hips. He started paying attention to his posture uh, and so on and so forth. And then he started making this into a movement. And it's amazing stuff. The principle of it, I would say, is the hip hinge. It's very, first and foremost, if you can't hinge from the hips, your, your movement is not going to be uh, optimal. But it, 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 sorry to interrupt, mm-hmm. but that is not as easy. Not easy at all. To do. You yeah. actually have to learn how to do that. Yeah. And if that's part of the basic principle, and most Huge. people don't know how to do Huge. it, then it's always going to be an issue. Yeah, we've had uh, professional soccer players, professional hockey players come in riddled with back pain or chronic hamstring strains. And when I say, okay, Let's get you hinging at the hips. They literally, they just stick their bum out. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're not hinging at the hips. And they, then I, I show them and they're like, oh, I can't do that though. I'm like, yeah, everyone can hip hinge. We just have to train your body, the motor patterns, how to hip hinge. And when they get it, it's completely different. And of course, the back pain goes away. The chronic hamstrings uh, injuries uh, die down. But yeah, absolutely. Fundamentally, hip hinging is not easy. Foundation training is something that 
you need to be taken through with a certified instructor because there are nuances in movement that are really, really tiny. And if you don't catch those, you could end up hurt like anything. If you move incorrectly, you can end up hurt. And foundation training is such that once you get it and you feel it, it's unbelievable. I know Dr. Mark and I have been practicing foundation training for probably two and a half, three years coming up. And I mean, I had a past life as a professional basketball player. Mark had a past life as a professional volleyball player. And we both, when the light bulb went on for us with foundation training, said to each other, I can't believe we didn't have this when we were playing. Where was this stuff? Because most sports, most movements people do are in front of them. So the anterior chain is always working. The posterior chain gets very lazy. We sit, we lie down, we stand all day. Your, your glutes, your hamstrings, your low back, they don't need to work optimally on a daily basis because they're not challenged to. But foundation training challenges it, gets that posterior chain firing, and you see some crazy results. We've had a patient with um, that Mark and I both treated who had an acute disc herniation. And she came in, she wanted to run a Tough Mudder after. I was like, you're crazy, this can't happen. She's like, it's in four weeks, I have to run it. I've, I've joined a team and I've let them down. And so we treated her with biopuncture and acupuncture. And then we taught foundation training. And literally within two and a half weeks, and she did it religiously every day, um, she was where I would expect a patient to be within six months. It was incredible just because of the hip hinge. Yeah. Simple, simple stuff. And usually anybody that's focused, uh, you know, I always explain to, to, to people, you know, they'll come to me and say, well, how could this athlete, and usually it's a professional athlete, you know, he had an ACL tear and he's back within four Absolutely. months or not four months, but usually yeah. six uh, eight, it, yeah. it's six to eight. But it's usually, if I do it, they'll say, you know, you'll be back in a year, you know, yeah. normal movement. Well, they do rehab Three times a day. Crazy it's stuff. their life. It's their yeah. job to get back on that field or on the ice or wherever. Mm -hmm. But when you learn how to do the things properly, like they're taught, mm -hmm. then all of a sudden it just works a lot better. Absolutely. So and so for for and this question is for both of you guys. You found that foundation has complemented what you do in, in in with your practice. For me, absolutely. Even in terms of an assessment, getting someone to move, I've incorporated the hip hinge in a number of foundation training. Uh, you could, let's call them poses for lack of a better word, uh, into an assessment to see how they move. And, I mean, people are shaking right away because it's not easy stuff. And you can just see the posterior chain turn on and then bloop, turn off. And that, for me, gives me an indication of what's going wrong. Because a lot of things, for example, someone could come into the office and say, you know, I run for 20 minutes, but at 21 minutes and one second, I get this knee pain. And then you can see as you assess people why that knee pain comes on because they could be very strong, but their endurance stinks. Mm -hmm. And so training, training different people for the activities they're doing is really important. And foundation training is such a wonderful complement um, to athletes, but also regular people. I mean, I have my grandma, my mom, my dad all doing foundation training just because for life, it's, it's such an important tool. And Dr. Mark, for for you, have you done um, uh, some of it with your in combination with your practice? Yes, definitely. Like usually, I'm the <laughs> I'm the second in line after they see Vanessa or uh, the other chiropractor that we work with. Um, then they come to me um, more for things like biopuncture for other treatments or acupuncture or, or whatnot. Um, but what I've noticed is with my own life, um, it's it's quite remarkable and. Where I find it really helps is when I've been sitting for long periods of time or if I'm on a plane ride or what have you. 
And if I'm able to get up during the flight and actually start to do the movements, it's like, it's so different than my past life as an athlete because just the feeling in my body, it feels like something switched on and I'm able to go that much quicker. And that's what I find really beneficial. And then the patients I see, I, you know, do the role of encouragement and for the ones that stick with it, I'll put it that way. They don't have many issues, you know, for if their issue previously was a back issue or something like that, then that seems to just go away. And it's not so much that it goes away and that they they're doing the work, you know, and it's as simple as that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's fantastic stuff, but it's the motivation factor that I find yeah. is the tricky part. I think what, what foundation training has done is wrap up what we learn in school in a really nice package in terms of movement. So I could give people, there's a great, uh, professor, doctor in Waterloo, Stu McGill. He's got some great exercises that he's done in his labs and, you know, they're research based and they're fantastic movement patterns to get people firing but there isn't the um drive for patients to do it so if someone comes in i'm like well did you do your exercise they're like oh i forgot but with foundation training because you can literally be standing in the grocery store in the line and just get into a founder people are more prone to do it and it feels good right away you feel your muscles engage right away so People do it. That's all I can say. They've they've made something that people want to do and are encouraged to do because they see results quickly, which perfect for me because it gets people doing the rehab. And and part of it is you can do it anywhere. Anywhere. Yeah. I mean, I have I've had patients send me pictures of them doing a founder on the, you know the, uh, esc- uh, the escalators in airports, the flat oh, ones. Yes. Literally the, the doing movator. a founder. Yeah, yeah. the movator, and they're doing a founder. They're like founder air- airport founder. I'm like that's awesome because you literally can do it anywhere and you don't look crazy, right? Absolutely. So that's um, you know I, I, again for the what I enjoy about this is you're teaching people how to move and, and solving problems as opposed to repetitive. Uh, injuries and being repetitive in the doctor's office for the same thing. You know, you're educating them and it's, it's more well-rounded than anything else. Totally. And yeah. I think too, because of our background, we've been injured before mm-hmm. because we've been those athletes that have to grind things out and you never want an injury to last longer than it has to. So I think we're cognizant of that because we've been that person on that table who just wants to get back running or get, wants to get back on the volleyball or basketball court. Okay. And Dr. Mark, when it comes to nutritional counseling, is, is there anything like, you know, I've been reading a lot about uh, vitamins and, and um, uh, your vitamins and minerals and, and so on. You have your water soluble vitamins and your fat soluble and so on. People are, are usually confused. Um, the first question is, should you, instead of just taking an extra from a book or, or, or from a, a magazine piece and so on, do you recommend that you someone see someone like yourself uh, when it comes to, to vitamin and minerals? Um, because it, part of what you do also, and we haven't touched on it yet, is kind of genetic uh, mm-hmm. um, testing. Mm-hmm. And um, does that tie in at all? Or is that something that's completely different? Because that's something I'd like to, to talk more about. Well, it, it depends what level a person's trying to treat at. And for me, again, going back to it, is I really like to focus on the foundation or the root cause of the issue. And really, well, our current state, genetics is as low as it goes, you know, in terms of really understanding what's going on. The thing I like about it is that 
there's a lot more information and there's a lot more research available for what's called nutrigenomics or, you know, in certain cases, how your body or how your genes interact with certain nutrients and whether they'll process things well. Um, where it gets a little complicated is the understanding of how everything ties together. What I generally do as a first line is check a person's blood work. Um, and that kind of gives me a snapshot of what their health is uh, more in a specific or acute setting. Um, and then what I use the genetic aspect for is to understand how does this body actually deal with what we're putting into it? And is the blood work healthy? Are they following what's set in their gene program? Is that working well? That's where the blood work can help that and help understanding um, if a person's following a pro protocol really well. Um, I can give you an example for myself. <clears throat> is that I'm generally quite a healthy person and uh, I have a pretty healthy lifestyle and I was under the impression that, you know, things are all good and I do quite extensive blood work on myself once a year and I noticed my liver enzymes were a little elevated. My liver, all of my liver function tests seemed to be a little high and I thought that's very odd given, you know, I, I adhere to very uh, sound nutritional protocols and whatnot or that are generally accepted. And so anyways, I dug a little deeper into it and I ended up going getting an ultrasound done in my abdomen and there was a mild fatty infiltration in my liver. And <laughs> for a naturopath, that's like, oh my God, that's like, <laughs> how does that happen? It's like, that shouldn't, shouldn't be me. And so, so I, again, I started to dig a little deeper and I've done some genetic testing on myself and I consulted with another uh, doctor that's uh, really proficient in her understanding of um, how all the genes tie together in combination and... Uh, Basically, what we came up with is that my body doesn't process fat well, period. And again, I've been taught and learned genetically. <laughs> um, and this isn't true for all people. This is more specific to me. But I was very surprised about that because there's a lot of evidence coming out now that fat's so good, you know, even saturated fat and all these things. And there is really good, solid evidence for it. And but what I've learned is that even good fats, so things like avocados, olive oil, um, those aren't, or nuts, like those aren't things that I should be taking at a, at a high dose. And just because they end up getting stuck in my liver and then after a while my brain, and that can lead me to not now, but down the ish, you know, pipe about 20 years or so, I could end up with some strange, uh, results as a, as a product of that. And so that was really, really interesting for me because as a naturopath, uh, you know, for anyone in the healthcare field in this area is that, or like a, if you're a dietitian and whatnot, th those are normal prescriptions. Like day to day, that's what you think and that's what you go to. So for me to understand that, this is kind of like a new paradigm shift is that understanding that it is really specific. And I, again, had a real physical, you know, medically validated diagnosis and result, you know, through my ultrasound. So it was quite powerful for me. And so I, I oftentimes use that with people as an example, just to help them understand that, you know, even a healthy person, you know, may not be doing the things that they specifically need to do. And that's where genetic testing, you know, again, as it's getting better and more information is coming out about it, um, can be extremely powerful and, and extraordinary in terms of the results. I, I don't know of another field that's uh, as exciting and as revolutionary as genetic testing. You know, I think in, in the near future, we're mm -hmm. going to find out a hell of a lot of things, mm -hmm. you know, just based on, you know, when all the scientists put, you know, put all these things together, uh, that's going to help us in the next, you know, in the next hundred years and mm -hmm. how to solve problems and so on. So you're at the, on the forefront of, of, of um, medicine right now with, with doing, um, doing a lot of that already. Well, and I think just to add to that, um, is that I think that's, really where naturopathic medicine um, is actually really geared and really best in a situation like that. Because 
where naturopathic doctors that already have the foundational understanding of all the nutritional aspects and how everything inter interacts. But what this adds is that other piece is that, you know, yes, these may be healthy treatments, but maybe not for that person, or maybe this person lacks certain enzymes in their liver. So they don't process certain things well, or, you know, they really shouldn't take this drug because they have this deficit. That's where it can be really, really fascinating and extremely powerful. And I think, as you say, I think there will be in time, this will be a, pretty broad effect and that people will have more information about this but <laughs> it leads us back to the other issue of motivation you know is that people have to want to change fundamentally that that seems to be the issue you can have all the information in the world and it can be bang on but if you don't have that motivation or will so to speak uh it, it doesn't really help you okay and with that we're going to take one more break on uh, the art of wellness peachradio.com and we'll be back in two minutes Thanks for listening to Peach Radio, streaming from the Peach Gallery in Toronto. Welcome back to the Art of Wellness on PeachRadio.com. Uh, we're in our final segment with Dr. Vanessa Nobrega and Dr. Mark Ellison. And what I wanted to, to do and, and um, to, to help our audience out there, uh, because this is the art of wellness and, and it, it's about getting in, in shape and feeling better and looking better. Uh, we have to uh, and have everybody under this umbrella we have to bring everybody in we have to to try and and make sure that uh not only as individuals we're we're healthy but uh, you know our family our co-workers our city our country and so on um i'd like you to to help the audience understand what you do as these medical you know consultants and you know you're two two doctors that what do you do yourselves you know starting with dr vanessa what do you do to stay in shape mm, lots of things i like to keep it pretty varied i come from a as i mentioned a basketball background so that was a lot of in court pounding and sprints and very structured and when i retired from sport it was nice to be able to swim or do yoga or go run stairs or um let's see what else we paddleboard a lot all of those things i like to keep it varied spin classes you name it sometimes i like to do things by myself sometimes i like to still get together with teammates and 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 do sprints but uh on our own will and at our own time um i also have a little guy named noah he's one and a half who keeps me on my toes so we walk a lot we hike a lot um yeah varied stuff but but certainly uh just keeping moving is Definitely a motto that I live by. And when it comes to nutrition, how do you, you know, I don't want you telling me every single thing, um, but, but do you follow a specific um, uh, eating regimen? Um, um, specifically, let's see. I don't eat very much dairy and I don't, uh, I tend to stay away from gluten just because I'm a little bit sensitive to both of them. I just get congested. Um, but other than that, a lot of vegetables, fish, chicken um nothing crazy you know I, I certainly limit the sweets and stuff but once in a while nothing will kill you like that um but on a day-to-day -day basis we eat a lot of a lot of salads um keep it keep it healthy keep it light and uh dr mark 
you um you, you were, we were discussing in in the prior segment uh, uh about you know movement and 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 how you know when you understand it and and it, it, you become more efficient at it how do you uh, uh, put that uh, uh, or, or bring that in as part of your routine, your own personal routine. Right. Yeah, I, I, I like. Uh, I'm, I'm maybe a little bit more regimented than uh, Vanessa is. I, I, I have my three days of uh, weight training that I do a week, and within that, I do some cardiovascular. Like I, I usually run on a treadmill if it's winter outside or outside if I can. Um, but what what's changed about that within those exercises i do vary the the exercise that i'm using within my uh, weight training a little bit but it's more the way i do it that's what's changed and altered a little bit with um, what i've learned through the foundation training and that's been really really beneficial but also as i've come to know is that genetically speaking again is that i don't really tolerate aerobic long endurance exercise very well so for me i'm better off going for longer walks or hiking or doing things like that. So that's been another switch that I've added into the mix as well. But I also, I love playing games. So I, I love tennis. I love golf. Well, I don't know if I <laughs> call golf a heavy sport, but I definitely, the tennis I, and squash and things like that, I'd love to move around like that. So. Listen, when you're walking uh, 18, <laughs> maybe if you're karting it, enough, it's uh, enough, it's enough. easier. But, yeah. uh, you know, some of the hilly courses around the, the city can give you a workout. <laughs> but so you found that, you know, as part of your routine, you do involve a lot of the, the, the foundation training and, and, and include a lot of these things in it. Oh, yeah. Well, I came from a you know background where everything was about squatting and getting strong through that because I went to school in Calgary and with the national team, a lot of the trainers were housed around that with beach volleyball. And so, you know, that was the focal point. But the issue and the problem was is that my back just didn't tolerate it very well when I do the heavy squats with heavy weights. And so what I've learned is to modify that and greatly reduce my weights because I don't really have the need to have a lot of mass at this point. Um, but just to get the exercise and the strength to have a nice solid base with it. It's really, really been changed since actually since I've uh, learned about foundation training, but also within the network of balance is that we've learned through all the other trainers is that there are better ways to move your body. And that's really uh, helped that process. Okay. Hey, it's, um, I, I like to, it's, it's part of the segment where, you know, as, as professionals and I know how busy you guys are, uh, I'm trying to make sure that everyone out there knows that it doesn't matter what you do, you should find a, a way to infuse uh, uh, some kind of fitness routine, some kind of exercise routine. And as we've discussed today, the, the nutrition is, is, is part of it, you know, being, being, you know, well-being and, 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 and feeling better and looking better and, and, and moving better. It's all part of it. And it's not just one specific part is knowing how to put all the pieces of the, the puzzle together to make it work. Trying to, um, not make it as complicated because, you know, I said before, one of my models is that movement heals mm -hmm. and you have to make sure, you know, just to get up and move is important. Learning from, from Dr. Vanessa and learning from Dr. Mark, you know, how to do it properly. Um, if you're not in pain, if you're not, uh, if you're, you know, not everyone needs it, but if you, if you do learn how to do it properly, then you can learn how to do it more efficiently. So that's all part of it. So ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank Dr. Vanessa Nobrega and Dr. Mark Ellison for coming in uh, to help us with the show today. 
Uh, thank you so much. Uh, this is Tony Mark signing off on the Art of Wellness for another week. Uh, next week, we have a very special guest. His name is uh, Paul Godfrey, and um, he will be helping us uh, understand how someone in his position uh, keeps uh, fit at the same time. So tune in next week for another episode on the Art of Wellness on peachradio.com.